You're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. Join me as I invite sexuality specialists to do our best to answer your questions about sex. Topic range from the simple through to the ridiculously complex. So long as it somehow relates to sex, it's up for grabs. Please be mindful that some topics might be great stuff for younger people to listen to, and some might not. Curious Conversations About Sex is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of workshops on related topics in Australia. Find Curious Creatures and submit your questions for us to answer at curiouscreatures.biz. That's B-I-Z. Today we're chatting with Maureen and Kath. Uh, Maureen, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, Rogers. I would describe myself as a sex educator and I also write a weekly column in the Sunday Age about sex and relationships. Wonderful. And you also uh, run the store Bliss for Women. Yes, yes. I also run a sensuality boutique for women and couples, which is online. Wonderful. And Kath, how would you introduce yourself? I would say hi. My name's Kath Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, sex and relationship psychotherapist slash counsellor, educator, sometimes workshop presenter, and um, all-round compassionate and passionate about alternative sex and safety and positive sexuality. <laughs> a big welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll hear more about uh, what the two of you are up to and what you've got coming up uh, at the end of the show. And so to today's question, uh, what's the difference between a sex worker, a sex therapist, a sex surrogate and a sex coach? So what's the difference between a sex worker, a sex therapist, a sex surrogate, and a sex coach? Um, how do we start, gang? Do we attempt to define each of those first, or should we just tackle them all in the one blob, or what are you drawn towards? Mm. Would it be true to say that all of those categories are offering a service for money? I think most of the time that yeah. would be true. Yeah. Yes, I think most of the time they're offering a service for money and most of the time there's something to do with sex, mm-hmm. I guess we could also say. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing they have in common. In common, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say, first of all, Roger, thanks for saying um, um, sex worker as opposed to the word prostitute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think for people that are sex workers, it's a really lovely way to actually say, you know, because there's lots of different ways of being a sex um, worker. Mm. Um, so yes. that is the deferred term used by yeah. sex workers. And, and like, uh, help me out here, my understanding of, of that, that difference is that uh, to say I prostitute myself uh, it has a, built into it a sense that I'm compromising myself or yeah. it's got a, it puts everything in a negative framework, yeah. uh, whereas sex worker is more of a blank slate. It's no different to office worker or etc. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how it differs from a sex therapist, I would suggest, um, is, or even possibly the coach and the surrogate, a sex worker's primary... Um, role is to uh, help the client to achieve sexual pleasure and satisfaction. The therapist is not trying to do that themselves, but is trying to support somebody in being able to access their own ability to experience sexual pleasure. 
Mm. So one's touch and one's non-touch, is that what you're saying? And yet some sex therapists do do touch work too, so there's this yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure that the touch mm. is the differentiation, I think it's the motivation. Okay, but in fact as, as a sex therapist for myself, I know that I do want to have help people get their pleasure, etc. as well, but I just don't do it through touch. I might educate them around that too, but yeah, as a therapist more I go into the psychological, humanistic mm. approach to it, and what you're saying is more um, sex I believe sex workers is more about um, helping people open up their fantasies, their kinks, I guess, to get that fulfilled, um, where they may not be able to do it in everyday life with everyday people. Would that be something that you'd think, Maureen? That... Yes, mm. yes. Um, and I think there's, look, there's been contro- controversy about the sex surrogacy and sex mm. worker thing. Um, there's been controversy in the professional psychology industry because they do have a, a lot of them do have um, a basic rule of non-touch. Yeah. Yes. And some people have said that a surrogate is just a you know glorified prostitute. Um, however, the surrogate is usually supposed to be there to enable the person to try out something that they have, are trying to learn. In, a, in, a, in an attempt to grow their own sexuality rather than just to pleasure the client. And I think it is quite a significant difference, but the, it is one of those things that can have a blurred line. Mm. So maybe what we should do uh, by way of a helpful starting point is just see if we can really quickly define what each of those four particular categories are. And there's also a lot of other permutations and relations mm-hmm. there. Uh, maybe um, let's start with sex surrogate. Um, anyone got a quick definition to hand as to how you think of a sex surrogate? Sure. I, I, I would say that a sex surrogate is um, someone that's employed to actually educate a person. That often it's someone that might be really shy or have a disability. Um, and often it's a third-party arrangement where there might be a doctor, for instance, or a therapist um, that has called upon the surrogate, and often that surrogate is someone that's um, versed in some form of healing therapies. Um, they might also be like an occupational therapist, so not just a sex worker, not that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with that, of course, but, but then we really blur the... because there's a lot of sex workers that are also therapists. Oh, absolutely. So, well, before we get into yep. blurring it, because I'm aware that some people will be all of these roles, yeah. and even within one session, it's, it's right. possible to be all of these roles. So I like your definition of surrogate, and for me, I, I'm with you, I often think of uh, surrogacy in relation to uh, different abilities or disability, mm. but, um, yeah, not only... Um, so maybe we'll go with sex coach as the next quick definition. Sex coach, I, I, that brings to mind um, Shani and her kissing lessons. It's So, so uh, this is uh, Shani Marie, by the way, we're talking about, an incredible um, uh, person generally based in Melbourne, Australia. Go on, Marie. And just, um, you know, in, in taking people through the steps of being a, um, a, an erotic and sensual kisser, using things like... You know, but, uh, kissing the surface of a tomato, nibbling on it without breaking the skin. It's it's giving coaching in tips to help somebody become more fluent in their sexual behaviour. Mm, yes, love it. And um, uh, Shaney and several other coaches were on the ABC's television program Lukewarm Sex, uh, including uh, a few people in this room. Yes. So, yeah, recommend checking that out. But, yeah, love your definition. That's a great definition I of coaching. I would also think yeah. probably a coach wouldn't have full intercourse. I, I would imagine it would be more about guiding the person to learn techniques rather than being the, the surrogate who 
you, you act with. But as Kath says, these things can blur. Yes, yes, And yes. also there's no regulation as a sex coach, so it's not a regulated industry, and neither is sex therapy. You can, anyone can say they're a sex therapist, sex coach, sex worker. Yes. Um, and so, I mean... So, sorry, just to clarify, they're not yes. regulated in the way that counselling and therapies are, but they are regulated, say, here in Victoria, Australia, under the Sex Work Act. That's right. So there's different forms of regulation when you talk about different particular services you're offering. Um, but as far as a sex coach is concerned, it's yeah. a blurred area about what do they really do. Yeah, you know? so, so it's, and would that be regarded in the eyes of the law as sex, therefore sex work, mm. or, or not? But, uh, yeah, the word coaching is free. It's not a regulated yeah. word like, say, psychotherapist or psychologist. Psychotherapist is free. It's not regulated. But psychologist, for instance. But in America, psychotherapist is fully regulated. Okay. And you couldn't say you're a doctor of sex if you weren't, in fact, a doctor. That's right. And, And of course, with the thing about prostitution, inverted commas, um, this was another bind that happened with the dominatrix, is where often they don't have any direct sexual contact with their Mm -hmm. clients, and yet they were forced to be regulated under the Prostitution Act as sex workers. So, you know, it is a very, very shifting sand. Yeah, and the the definition in the Sex Work Act is pretty broad. So this is now getting onto the definition of what's a sex worker. From Mm -hmm. the definition of the law, uh, if there is a sexual exchange and there is money involved, then it is sex work. So even if you're just sitting across the room from each other talking dirty, uh, that's sex work. Uh, Definitely does not need to involve penetrative sex or anything Anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the legal definition of sex worker, and that's just such a broad category. And in terms of who identifies as a sex worker and who doesn't, that's a broad house. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I just, just for the record, I identify as a sex worker, just to um, be transparent and open about that. Um, but, yeah, even that, that doesn't tell you much about what I do. It's such right. a broad house. And it depends on what state you live in in Australia because yes. the rules are different, the legal rules are different everywhere. There is actually, for sex coaches, there is the World Association of um, Sex Coaches um, and that is they try to regulate it, so they do have a lot of like doctors and psychiatrists, in, but that's out of America and they're calling it the world. But to be a sex coach, you don't have to. So I mm. guess, but I think it depends on, you know, if we're seeking out these people, that's for good therapy or for good session to take place, what we need is a sense of feeling um, uh, simpatico within the relationship mm. with each other and, and that know that the therapist or the sex worker um, is going to be able to really support that person. So again, that trust comes up, you know, we talked about this before and... Um, and, and again, yeah, the lines are really blurred. Um, for instance, sex surrogates, where that's very divisive in Australia, and yet this, like, touching base sex, ther- sex, sex worker work through Rachel Watton and the work she's doing is amazing, especially working, mm. offering sexual services for people with disabilities um, in a way that's just mm. really quite you know, so beautifully expressed. And so skillfully executed. Mm. I'm touched that uh, uh, some people that identify as sex surrogates, they've got all of the training and skills and background of uh, professional carers, well-trained carers and medical professionals. Uh, It's just that their modality happens to include 
sexual contact. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I, I, I tilt my hat. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, lastly, the last definition would be around what a sex therapist is specifically. Um, and I guess that's going to be a very, very different one. I, we mentioned before around touch and non-touch. Um, well, the psychologists who um, practice as sex therapists have a have a strict professional rule that there is no touch. Mm. Yes, right. particularly in Australia. Uh, that that said, in America, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- most of most of the psychology regulatory bodies have a blanket statement saying there can't be any touch. Yeah. However, some streams of psychology allow for some forms of touch under certain circumstances, and thereby have an ongoing ethical uh, dialogue <laughs> with their regulatory bodies and peak bodies. Um, but uh, and I think it's important yeah. to say that this isn't just limited by prudishness, but it is also to protect. Oh, exploitation and abuse. Yep. Absolutely, yep. that whole transference <clears throat> that happens. Yep. Um, yeah, setting up the therapist as someone that um, is in a power position to the to the client or patient, and so that level of safe, sane, and consensual that has to happen within a therapy. Um, so you may be touched by somebody, but not touched by them. <laughs> that, yes, that's different. Yes, um, and. As a sex therapist, then there's this also under the word sex therapist, then there's sexologists, psychosexual therapists, um, somatic uh, somatic psychotherapists, or somatic sex educators. Yes. There's so many different yes. levels within the sex therapy. There is a yeah. healing thread, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Not, 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 not a pleasuring. I mean, pleasure is the destination. But the motivation and the threat is healing. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get clients come to me, they want to see a sex therapist. They don't actually need the therapy, they just need the knowledge, but they want someone to do it in a way that feels like they, they feel safe and they feel encouraged and they feel heard and they feel seen. So, um, and it might be just all about, I need to learn Tantra, I need to want to know more about Taoism, or, or we haven't been able to get the kiss right. So as, for me personally, as a sex therapist, I don't do any sexual touch, but certainly I will say, is it okay um, if I just place my hand, you know, um, on your shoulder right now? It's always about asking permission. So I will do touch, it's non-sexual because of the whole legality stuff in yeah. Victoria. And I know that uh, there are definitely sex workers out there whose original training was more in the realm of psychology or mm. counselling, but they find the freedom of the legal framework of a sex worker to be uh, better and more liberating than the framework of uh, counselling and psychotherapy. It's a I wonder bit if of one irony. of the differences is around power to a certain extent, because I think broadly speaking, if, if one hires a sex worker... Um, the idea is, you, of course, you probably need to negotiate and say, is it all right? But if you say, I'm, I would like to hire somebody with whom I can have anal sex, mm-hmm. there is a power thing there. You can't say to a surrogate or a coach, can I have anal sex with you because I'm paying you. So that I think that that power differential is mm-hmm. a shift. Maybe you put yourself in, the, in a therapist's hands as almost a patient. I think there is you might approach a sex worker differently or people do approach a sex worker differently. It, it's a fine line and there's such a diversity because I know some sex surrogates who would say, absolutely, you can approach me with that request and then let's see how we go. And there are some other sex workers who say, you can't talk to me like that. That's not what my service is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. There's, there's no clear definitions here. Because where a problem has arisen in the past that I have heard of is, you know, people who are quite severely disabled 
Um, and, and there has been attempts to um, help them to access sexual activity, obviously. Um, and there are some sex workers who are happy to work with people with disabilities. But if the disability is intellectual, it can happen that, uh, say, for example, a male client starts to assume that the nurses and any woman is available for that sexual touch. They, they're not able to differentiate between the fact that the sex worker's role when they're with them is to, is to give them sexual pleasure. But that doesn't mean every woman who cares for you or who is kind to you is available sexually. Um, I think that's true. I just want to wave a flag for... I think that happens down all gender lines. Mm. It's not limited to one particular group. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I, I totally appreciate what you're saying. Um, so, as an answer, I feel like we've given an, uh, an uh, appropriately unanswer kind of an answer <laughs> in that essentially we haven't come close to drawing any uh, clear, obvious, strong definition between essentially any of those groups. Well, there probably isn't. I don't think there is. And I think the common factor is that because it's about shame, because it's about sex, it, it triggers shame, it causes more anxiety than if you said, I'm an ankle specialist or an ankle mobility coach <laughs> or an yeah. ankle yes. therapist um, yes. it's the word sex double triple yes you know yes revs up the anxiety and so that's why we're trying to be so so categorizing about it yes and I, I i guess my suggestion would be is my guess is that the person that asked this question is contemplating seeing one or more of the above categories of people so i guess my suggestion there would just be to very carefully read what every individual mm. practitioner or worker uh describes their services as uh, and if you can't find what you're after, then ask some of those people that are close. Describe what you're after and see if they can point you in the right direction. Because most of uh, people that work in this field are reasonably well-networked and will know someone that might be able to help you with your particular thing. And can I just bust a myth? Please, please yeah. bust a myth. Around sex workers, and even, even I guess, sexual surrogates, but sex workers often get such a bum rap literally, you know, and they're seen as someone, they're only doing it because that's the only thing they can do and that they've been abused, blah, blah, blah. That's such a terrible myth. There are so many wonderful sex workers doing such brilliant work Yes. Um, that it's more than work. It's, it's, a, it's a chosen profession that they're good at, that they actually are there as um, they're filling a need and a gap that's so missing in a lot of relationships and what they're doing is deeply, deeply cherished, beautiful, sacred work. Yes. And again, so, it's devalued because it's sex. So nobody would say that the guy that flips the burgers at McDonald's and the top chef at a fine restaurant with the 10 Michelin stars, they're all food workers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's as much a range in sex work yes. as there is in food work or any other work. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. It's such a good myth to bust. Some, some mm-hmm. people are just there for some quick dollars now and then, flipping burgers or something. And for others, it's a very professional, dedicated yeah. career with so much respect uh, required and on, and on both sides. And often not given, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the mainstream. You know, it's, it's resorted yeah. to that sensationalism. You know, prostitute killed... It's it's not mm. not woman yeah. has been killed. You yeah. know, it's like the sensation. Somehow that means less. Yes, and that I have to say, I'm really, I'm sad for mm. a lot of the great work that so many people out there are doing right yeah. now in their sex work. Yes, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, thanks, friends. Uh, that's been the question of uh, what's the difference between a sex worker, a sex therapist, a sex surrogate and a sex coach? Um, so perhaps, um, Maureen, we'll start with you. If you could tell us a little more about uh, what you do and who your ideal clients are and where they can find you. Yes, OK, Rod. Well, 20 years ago, uh, and I don't think I actually mentioned my surname earlier, I'm Maureen Matthews, and 20 years ago I decided to open a sex shop for women and couples because I felt that the commercial approach to sex was so unhelpful um, and didn't foster, you know, genuine sexuality. And from that I got offered the opportunity to write a, a Q&A relationship column in the Sunday Age, which I've been doing for 10 years. So... Um, my great pleasure is to be able to talk openly and frankly with people about sex in a way that puts them at ease, uh, doesn't trigger them, but actually helps them to relax um, and uh, also inject a little bit of humour and laughter and deflate the anxiety. And um, yes, this is the work I very much enjoy. Mm, wonderful. And where can people find Bliss? It's www.blissforwomen.com, but it's the number four, not the word for. Bliss. Number four, women. Gotcha. Great. Thank you, Maureen. And Kath, a little more about yourself, who your ideal clients are and where they can find you. Sure. Um, my ideal clients are probably um, in, <laughs> anyone that, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I do see a lot of people in my practice that might be a little bit more left of centre with their sexuality, but not always, you know. Um, and, and just to check, your practice mm-hmm. is mostly counselling and therapy for singles yep. and couples, yes? And throuples and... Throuples, um, etc. Yeah, I'm poly and kink-friendly. Um, I am also... will see couples that maybe have come to me with trauma around their sexuality or somehow their sex isn't working, or I might have people coming to me because... Um, they just want to know more. They're having a great sex life, and I want to know more. Or to just even speak maybe their deepest shames, or you know, think I cannot tell anyone about this kink because they're not going to like me. Or you know, I do get clients coming to me to say, "Look, I'm looking for a therapist that's not going to th- you know, like um, sort of therapise me in a way to make me wrong because I have this particular quirk around my sexuality." So, um, you know, my motto is do no harm, but also um, very much um, allow people to... Oh, oh I normalise sexuality, basically. Mm. And, Love it. Um, so, yes, I'm based in Melbourne. Yes. I, um, do, do you do sessions via Skype? I do indeed. I have clients from all over the world. And, um, and my website is personalharmony.com. Great. Personalharmony.com.au. And just quickly, Kath, uh, sex worker friendly? Absolutely. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Diverse gender G-L-B-R-T-Q, expressions. unicorns. Maybe not unicorns, but I imagine if someone's unicorn identified, you'd be very happy Absolutely. I just don't see many of those. Wonderful. So, friends, you've been listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, brought to you by Curious Creatures. We run a variety of workshops on sexuality and self-development, and you can find us at curiouscreatures.biz, B-I-Z. 